TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Three o'clock hour here on the afternoon show. Jack Fritz alongside Ike Reese on this Wednesday. Uh, so over the weekend after the Eagles lost, Dallas Goddard had some comments after the game about how uh, he felt like the locker room was kind of just waiting for the postseason and, and sort of playing out the string uh, to, to end the regular season, which is always good when you're going for the one seed and you know, maybe even going for the two seed is to end up with a fifth seed. That's just, it's always love to hear that out of my uh, out of my locker room. Well, today on the midday show is your, your usual spots, 11 o'clock on on Wednesdays. Joe gave him a chance to clarify what he meant by that. Here is Dallas Goddard's answer to that question. But, you know, we had that hard stretch in the middle of the season and uh you know, whether it was outside noise or, you know, you look at the schedule before the season and notice um, what looks like easy games at the end of the season, games that, you know, we expected to win without doing anything. Um, so we lost a couple of games in the hard stretch, and, you know, we're like, it's okay. We'll win the games at the end of the year. Um, you know, the three games at the end of the year that seem really – winnable and uh you know we might have overlooked it we might have just coasted expected our talent to win games when uh that wasn't the scenario so um we have to go back and make sure we put together a good week um so that doesn't happen this week yeah that's good yeah i would like for it to not happen this week i mean what the hell is that um yeah i would imagine he would want to have that back but he's done it twice yeah. Like he said after the game, uh, something similar, and then I, and it's not like Julia was setting him up. He said, "You no. chance to clarify what you yeah. meant by that." And he said, "We were coasting, and we thought we could, our talent would just go out there and win." And, and he said, "I'm doubling down." Why are you doubling down, Dallas? Don't double yeah. down. Yeah, and, and and listen, I love Dallas Goddard. Um, that's one of those things where you're being a little too honest. <laughs> Well, it's a little too honest, and yes. and obviously the red flag that comes up in, in my head is 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 this a coaching staff that's not getting through these players? Because all we hear about is dog mentality, and you know don't look ahead in the schedule, and it's take this one day at a time, and focus on getting one percent better. And it's like, sure. and and listen, I don't think the leaders in this team feel the way Dallas does, but if this is how a lot of the young players feel, obviously there's only the the four older guys. Oh, I wonder if the leaders do feel this way. Like young players usually follow suit. They follow suit of what the older players are showing them. It's very rare that young players come in and dictate the tone or the mindset of a locker room, right? So I wouldn't expect any of these younger guys, even like the Jalen Carters or the Jordan Davises. These guys are young players. They don't set the tone in the locker room. It's it's the guys like Dallas Goddard, Fletcher Cox, 
you know, the, the the veteran guys, whether it's AJ, whether it's whether it's Hassan Reddick, it's 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 those guys, in my opinion, that sort of set the tone and the young players follow suit. So with with something like that being said from one of the veteran players, makes you wonder if that's where the mindset was at. And I'm not absolving coaches of the responsibility. Yeah, you're right. That is their responsibility to get guys ready. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. There's only so much a coach can do. Well, like, what are they supposed to do? Like, beat it in them? Like, I mean, they could give you the message all they want. If you don't receive the message, apply it and go do something with it. I understand people can take away from that what the players have tuned out the coach or stopped believing in the coach. Here's what I say to that. Okay, is that a coach problem or a player problem? Is that a character flaw in the player? Like we act as if there in the, there isn't a possibility that you can have a bad apple or two in your locker room, or a selfish guy, or things of that nature, who who aren't listening to the coach and maybe you know whispering in somebody else's ear, somebody that's a little more um, influential or, or easily be influenced, easy to uh, be influenced, and you're like, man, this dude don't know what the hell he up there talking about, man. I'm gonna go out here and do my own thing. Come out to practice when you want to. You're not out there at the beginning. Like, that's little stuff that sort of happens. And that's why I say that's where Jeffrey Lurie, the brass on the inside, they need to have a, a better sense of what the root of the issue is, right? Like, they, because you can't get rid of all your players. You cannot do that. Yeah, so that's not happening. And you have some stars here. Exactly. And guys that are going to, especially on that side of the ball, that's going to be here for a while. That's where the tough decision comes in. Yeah. Well, it could definitely happen in a locker room where it's like you guys start talking amongst themselves like, yeah, this is bad now. But listen, we got the Cardinals, Giants, and and, and Giants to close up the year. Like, we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah. But the idea of, yeah, like we kind of just thought we'd show up and beat those teams, especially with how – and what, what makes me worry is they were 10-1, and one, and at least I didn't feel like they were playing that well. And I think that now looking back – People didn't think they were playing that well. Their record was good, but I think sure. there, was, there was stuff to clean up yep. to get them them more locked in and ready to go. So that's what makes it kind of disappointing when you hear stuff like they're coasting. Well, remember after the I think it was after the Niners game where they were saying this allows us to address exactly. things that that should have been addressed. The tough conversations. Yeah, had those tough conversations. So what what that kind of tells me is that they they were aware of some of these things that they were getting away with with winning, and they knew that they were there. And maybe they couldn't reverse it, right? I don't think it's we weren't listening to the coaches. Were they were they not listening to the coaches when they were ten and one? See, that's why I think there are other things that are going on locker room wise. And you're probably right. So that that's right. I'm not saying coaches aren't don't hold some but responsibility. Ultimately, the players are the ones. That yeah, that, to, that's the way I kind of look at that. They still have to go there and be locked in. And you, yeah, because ultimately, it's a choice if you want to be locked in or not. Um, now, so Kelsey was uh, uh, on the morning show this morning. Mm-hmm. He, this is before the Dallas Goddard interview at the midday show, but he talked about this too. I guess responding to what Dallas said over the weekend about uh, if this team is coasting. Here's what Jason Kelsey said this morning. You know, there's all sorts of things you can reach for, and sometimes you reach for these things that are a little bit more gray. And I think that we're not we're not wearing we're not tucking our shirts into practice. You know, we're not. We were waiting around for the postseason. We're doing all the – and to me, that's all just nonsense, to be honest with you. Like, the reason you're not winning is because you're not executing and the plays aren't 
working out and like everybody just needs to come together and do a better job of that. Whenever I start hearing coaches or other people uh, in the building, players, fans, like whenever I hear these like out of these excuses that um, art is like, you know, these we're talking about like very minor effects on the outcome of the game. Um, that it really is disheartening when I hear that stuff. I got, yeah, but is it true? I mean, that's the real issue, and this isn't. I mean, I, I love Jason Kelsey for certain, but sometimes you can be too close to the situation to actually see it for what it is. And what made me think of that is he said something as small as, we don't have our jerseys tucked in at practice. That lets me know coaches said something about that because he's right. When you start losing the way they have, coaches harp on all minor things. I don't need your hat turned around backwards, sit up in the meetings, nobody's slouching, nobody better be falling asleep here, don't bring food in the meetings, there's no more uh, uh, players' lounge, no more video games, we're taking the video games out of the players' lounge, all that type of stuff. That's what coaches do. That's what coaches do. It's not, and it's, for, it's, it's more for to get you refocused in on the smaller things. So I say that to say this, here's where that does show up. Shows up when you get a false start for moving the ball when you shouldn't move it on third and one from the one-yard line in Seattle. Shows up when the ball is snapped in the wrong wrong place. Shows up when you have a running play on first and 10 and the running back, instead of sticking his nose or his foot in the ground and getting north and south, he decides to bounce it out, which causes the tackle to get a holding call because he don't know where the hell you're going to hit the hole at. And now you're outside the framework of the box, and it's easy for an official to see when uh, when the left tackle is trying to keep the defender from getting to you on the outside. It's a holding call. And now it's first and twenty. Those are the small things. Staying in bounds instead of going out of bounds before the half. See, those are the small things that do show up in the game. That's why when they start saying being to the meetings on time, get the treatment on time. Having your weight at a place where it's supposed to be or we're going to find you. Yeah, it's easy to overlook those things when you win. When you lose, all those little things matter. They matter. So, yeah, when coaches start pointing those things out, they're pointing out because the small things are starting to show up on the field of play to cost you the game. And it feels like when they've gotten to this point, it feels like more of an avalanche and they're able to get it back on track because it's taken them so long to start pointing that stuff out. Because they yeah. were 10-1. Well, here's the thing. Even when they were pointed out after the San Francisco game, did they really believe it or was it lip service? Because they went right back out the following week in Dallas, turned the ball over three times. Yep. And looked lifeless. They never been able so to get you got, back. So you got all the lip service after the 49ers game, right? You got all the lip service after the Cowboy game. Then we still went to Seattle and did what we did in Seattle. We decided to change the play late in the game and do what we wanted to do. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Right? Like, these are things that show up in the games that cost you. Because apparently at least some of the locker room had the end of the season circled as easy wins, and they're taking Monday through Saturday light. Right. Thinking that we're going to get, we'll, we'll beat the Giants, we'll beat the Cardinals with no problem. So they're losing the game during the week. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of arrogance out of this. A uh, little bit. Out of this Eagles team. Out of this Eagles team, a little bit. And it's, it's disappointing that they haven't been able to write it as things were starting to crumble. Yeah. That's, that's what made this whole thing. Well, work. and here's the other thing. This is where Nick Sirianni doesn't get to escape the criticism. He was just as arrogant as the players. Mm-hmm. His behavior on the sidelines. His behaviors at their wins. That's arrogance. Sticking your chest out, barking at fans. Yeah. Yeah. Coach was the same way. Yeah. Coach was the same way. The other thing that Goddard said, and I thought this was actually even more interesting, uh, we talk about the blitz, right? And mm-hmm. and people are blaming the coaching, and you're starting to see some things come out. Like, I don't know. There are, there are guys open. Uh, Dallas Goddard, you got to really pay attention to what he said here because – I think this is showing that that Jalen is a problem against the Blitz. Here's Dallas Goddard earlier at the midday show. Early in the game, we weren't able to get to the checks that um, probably would have worked better, but um, it's something just being able to see them um, as a quarterback and then have good answers as the coach. Um, You know, I thought we had some good answers. We didn't get to them at the right times uh, last week, and uh, we had good Blitz zeros, and they showed the all-up Blitz look and dropped out of it last week. It's about being able to see it as the quarterback and have answers for it as the head coach. I felt like we had good answers to it. So what does that suggest? The yeah, quarterback's not seeing it. They didn't get to it and see it, yeah. Yeah. Like that, I mean, That's it's, the only thing I can take away from it. It's the only thing you can take away from it. Yeah. I mean, that if he said, he said immediately that we, had, we felt like we had good answers, after he just said you know, the quarterback has to see it. So, I mean, it's kind of, Again, too honest. A little bit, a little bit too. Someone's honest. having a talk with him down there. Today. Oh, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure. But like, when you want to jump to to blame, and I, I was guilty of it too. It's like I, I watched that game against the, the the Giants, and I'm like, I feel like they have no answers against the Blitz, and they're going to keep throwing it. What do you think Wink Martindale was going to do? You knew he was going to blitz. Well, maybe they do have answers to it, and maybe the quarterback's not seeing it. And starting to see a lot more of that being dissected uh, when people look at the plays. Yeah, yeah, and, and listen. Get used to it because it's not going to change on Monday night. And when Joey Bosa says there's a blueprint out there, his Jalen's play is has has fallen off after that kind of blueprint has, has been out against them. Yeah, I mean he's good against the Cardinals. Congratulations! I mean, the Cardinals are one, one of the worst, worst defenses, defenses in football. In the league. I would yes. hope that our, our our top five quarterback would be good against that team. So that's why we're having the honest conversation about Jalen and the and the blitz thing. 
has to start falling on him. Noel's in Boston. What's happening, Noel? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Jack, I just want to say um, you're doing a great job. Uh, I echo the previous caller. I hope this is the permanent set. I think you guys are doing really well together. The, the show seems as, as good as ever. So, well, Thanks, brother. No, Appreciate no, it, brother. No, no disrespect to Johnny Marks, but you guys are great. I love it. Thank, Thank you. Um, hey, I, I heard Dallas's, uh comments on the pregame show, and I, I couldn't believe it. Um, but uh, I, but I'm glad you played them because they kind of go into the point that I wanted to make. And look, you know, we we've been saying since early in the season that yeah, Jalen has missed some open receivers. I, I have no doubt that that there's been some regression. But I'm going to say that this is 85 percent coaching. And, and Black Greedy stole some of what I wanted to say, so maybe I can finish some of his thoughts because I thought he was spot on. I said, look, you know. If you're seeing this back in week five, that you're missing open receivers, that they're flashing in front of your face, they're right there. We know that they're in the film room looking at this. We've seen the analysts looking at them. It's the coach's job to, re- to make sure that this – I mean, honestly, there's got to be some accountability with, with Jalen. But it's the coach as the head coach, as the offensive coordinator. You've got to pound this into his head to make sure that he's, that he's making these throws, right? The same thing with, with the blitzes. It's, it's the coach's job to, re- to repeatedly make sure that he's picking up these blitzes. And if you're, if you're only having 50-minute practices, and I don't want to harp on that because we only had 50-minute practices last year and we got to the Super Bowl. But if you're only having 50-minute practices, how are you getting the reps for Jalen to coach this out of him? Because you've got to coach it out of him on the field. And let me just make a couple more points. And, and, and when you talk about – the other thing I want to say is we have also heard, right, Jalen has, has missed some open, open throws and open receivers, but we've also heard a lot from a lot of analysts around the league, Hall of Famers, right, ex-coaches, that this defense is predictable. There are players, I'm watching analysts on TV now who are saying they are looking at players and they are calling out the play at the line of scrimmage before the ball is snapped. So maybe that's a reason Jalen is changing plays. Maybe there is some recognition that, oh, crap, they know what we're about to do. I have to change this. They're lining up. They're going to stop it. This play's not going to well, work. What if Jalen's, what if Jalen's checking to the plays he's more comfortable in? He, he might be. I mean, I, and that's the thing. That's, but, again, this has to come to coaching. For six or seven weeks, we've been hearing analysts saying the offense is vanilla. It's predictable based on down and distance and formations. They know what people are going to well, do. Well, why is it there, it, No. So, so let me ask What's you this. That? Let me ask you this. Why is it? Why yeah. is it vanilla? I mean, you got you got Nick Sirianni who's there, Brian yep. John Brian Johnson who's there. Yep. You got Jeff Stoutland who's there, right? Yeah. All these guys are a part of the offensive game planning. You mean to tell me with all of their experience and 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 being coaches in offense, including having one of, if not the number one offense, just a year ago, they right. don't have answers. To, I, to to the questions of this test. Maybe it's vanilla. Yeah, you, hold you, on, hold you, on, hold on. Okay. Maybe it's vanilla and dumbed down because that's the only thing the players can run. I don't, but but I we saw last year. And we last saw year what? We saw a more complicated offense. They were one of the they were one of the teams that motioned the fewest last year. I know. I'm not talking about the motion, but okay. it wasn't as predictable. And there were plays that were set up. And I think you guys answered your own question, answered that question before. What? What, what is Sirianna's track record? You guys said it yourself. Mount Union, 
quality control coach under not great, you know, mm-hmm. didn't really doesn't have that res- those resources. Mm-hmm. But and here's look, what I'm man, here I mean, to know. Here's what I'm saying. When he started, he was he was no. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. To you know, we 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 got Nick Sirianni's resume. We we've been on Nick Sirianni for weeks now. Now it's time to take the conversation to the next level. If Jalen's going to change plays at the line of scrimmage, they better work. Right? So, I don't want to hear about I changed the play because I didn't like the play. That's fine when it works. And it leads to a touchdown, first down, or a win. Tip our cap to you. You're a smart quarterback. Peyton Manning did it. Tom Brady did it. All the great ones have done it. When you change the play and it leads to turnovers or it doesn't work, how about run the damn play that was called? You think those coaches aren't thinking that? When he goes to the line of scrimmage and decides, he doesn't like the play, so I'm going to change it to something that I like, and then it doesn't work, and then I, got as a coach, have to go and explain and cover for him. Well, and As, we- as if I called a deep shot looking for pass interference. Yes, and, and, and maybe this is why they haven't established the run, or they haven't stuck with the run. I mean, does Jalen want to run the football? I'm just saying, everybody's okay with Jalen changing plays. Yeah, I'm okay when it works when you change plays. Don't tell me you changed the play because you didn't like it and the, the play you changed it to still didn't work. What do you think the coaches are saying? We sitting here looking at film all week, putting together this game plan. You get up there and change it to something you want to do, and it doesn't work. Now I got to go explain why that play didn't work. Or why I called this deep shot on third and two when I really didn't call a deep shot on third and two. You and AJ decided to call a deep shot on third and two. How do you think that made the coaches feel? That's, that, that's why coaches don't like players doing that. Going, Aaron Rodgers did it. Matt LaFleur hated it. But he couldn't do anything about it because Aaron Rodgers found a way to make it work until he only scored seven points against Green Bay at home and against San Francisco at home in a championship game, right? And Aaron Rodgers was one of those dudes that was up there complaining about the offense, complaining about this. He's smarter than everybody. He's running the game from the line. I'm just saying, when players start doing it, and it only happens with quarterbacks, you don't hear about middle linebackers out there changing plays and doing what they want to do. And you don't hear about anybody else. So quarterbacks who get this autonomy to go to the line of scrimmage and change plays to what they want, here's what I'm saying. It's fine when the play works. You don't get to have it both ways. You don't get to say, I didn't like the play call that the coach had, so I changed it to this, even though it didn't work. And then we still blame the coach for it. Now, you don't get it both ways. So if Jalen wants to control the game at the line of scrimmage and get credit when they do things well, all right, when you change plays and they don't work, then you get the blame. Towers. And you put the coach in a tough position because he can't come to the podium and say that. Because he does lose the locker room. So what does he have to do? We're rooting for a pass interference. Well, yeah, exactly. He has to sit up there and tell you. He has to come up with a way to explain why that was the right decision to make calling that play. And uh, the, I forget, what was the answer after the Washington one? He was like, we're, we'll, oh, we'll always be aggressive. We'll always take a touchdown. We'll always take a touchdown. That's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, we'll always take a touchdown. Everybody in their right damn mind, we got uh, criticized for that. That's one of the things we pointed out. Like, dude, that was a bad decision. All you had to do was run the clock out and kick a field goal and the game is over. Hmm? Happened twice. Second game, too. 
215-592-9494 is how you get it. Heading this game on Monday, have you lost faith in Jalen Hurts? Plus, still haven't lost faith in you, though. Yeah, no. But, but we're having tough conversations. It's a tough conversation. Yeah, we're having tough conversations. This is like loving a child. And 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 he disappointed you or what have you. It's like, yeah, we gotta have that tough conversation. Yeah, I'm doesn't mean I don't still love you and I've given up on you or anything, but yeah, it's time to have that tough conversation. Walk was screaming again last night. Yeah, just screaming his head off. I mean, holy cow. Three times. Is that why you look tired today? I'm all, uh, well, no. Well, I, you got a long way to go before you have a tough conversation. No, I've never have. I, I refuse <laughs> to have tough conversations. You're not yelling at a kid. I would never. No. no, I love Walk. I just think it's funny to say he's costing me a lot of sleep and we need to, you know. Well, I've often, I've often found out. <laughs> The yelling is not the tough conversation. It's the it's the it's the monotone. I'm le- disappointed in lecture you. that lasts an hour. That's torture. Yeah, yeah. I'm good at those. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh boy, I sit in the room and <laughs> yeah, get comfortable. Look all distinguished. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get comfortable. This is gonna be a while. That's great. <laughs> Hope we never had that conversation, buddy. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We do have some really bad news heading into Monday. That just I just saw on Twitter. What happened? You'll see. Well, I'll okay. tell you on the other side, and we'll get more into yeah, a little uh, Eagles offensive coach maybe uh, leaving the nest, <laughs> and if that's a good thing or not. We'll get to all that in your phone calls coming next in the afternoon show here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.